0: What's up, Elbows? Bros? Welcome to another episode of El's Type Podcast. Uh, sorry, things are a little bit crazy right now in my personal life. Uh, as you can see, I kind of switched up the, the location where I'm podcasting in my office. Um, potty training, my son, a lot of crazy things going on in life right now. And I just wanted to sit down and do an episode about... If I were to start Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in 2023, these are five tips that I would tell you that I probably would change on my journey when I first started. And hopefully they can help you if you're listening to this and you haven't started yet or if you just started. Here goes five tips for what you should be doing. But first, a message from our sponsors. What's up, guys? Are you tired of grappling body hair on and off the mats? Well, have no fear, because we have a solution that will keep you rolling smoothly and in style, thanks to Manscaped. Picture this, you're about to step onto the jujitsu mats, ready to dominate and submit all your opponents. But wait, what's that? Your unruly body hair. <laughs> That's why you need Manscaped, the global leader in men's grooming. With their precision engineering tools, you could tame the hairiest situations and grapple yourself to victory. Imagine executing the perfect arm bar, all while knowing your bald hair is trying to sneak in a sneaky triangle choke. Thanks to the Lawnmower 4.0, you can easily eliminate that unwanted hair with this cutting edge technology. It's like a black belt for body hair. So to my fellow BJJ practitioners, whether you're a white belt or a black belt, let Manscape be your secret weapon on and off the mats. Go to manscaped.com and use code ETP20 for 20% off and free shipping. That's ETP20 at manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping. And with Manscaped, you'll be a force to reckon with on the mats and in the mirror. Have you ever experienced the agony of sleepless nights when you're away from home? Well, let me tell you about a recent trip that I went on that became a sleep disaster. Picture this, you go on a thrilling adventure leaving behind the comfort of your own bed unfortunately also your beloved pillow little did i know the effect it would have on my sleep night after night struggling to find that cozy supportive feeling i had grown accustomed to now i know what you're thinking yeah 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 travis you get paid by mummy pillow to promote their brand and their products and it's very true i do but that's only because after using it I absolutely could not believe how big of an impact it had on my sleep. Mummy pillow has been a godsend for me and my sleep. Not having it on that trip and sleeping with those hotel pillows was horrible. I wish I would have brought it with me. And with mummy pillows, you also get a travel bag that comes with your pillow. So don't be like me, bring your pillow everywhere you go and enjoy your night of sleep. And let me tell you, Coming back home and finally sinking in into the embrace of that mummy pillow was like returning home to a long lost friend. (laughs) It was like my pillow had whispered to me, welcome back my dear friend, rest well. Go to MVMISleep.com and use code ELBOWSTIGHT at checkout for 15% off. Once again, that's 15% off with code ELBOWSTIGHT at checkout. Sleep ambitiously with mummy. All right, so tip number one could, should come to no surprise to anyone. I often talk about this, and for my journey, it, it wouldn't have changed anything, but number one should be you should find an academy that fits your life. I've talked about it many a times before. It is probably the most important thing when it comes to your jiu-jitsu journey is finding an academy that fits your lifestyle, whether it's location, whether it is hours, um, whether it's a welcoming atmosphere, whatever it is, you need to find a – jiu-jitsu academy that fits your lifestyle. You, we talked about it before that it doesn't matter if your uh, academy has world-class athletes or if it is perfectly priced for you. If it's two, three hours away, then that might not be the best academy for you, or if it is within you know, a reasonable distance, and then it's completely priced out of your budget, then, you know, that's a, uh, another thing that you need to think about. So number one is you definitely need to find an academy that fits your lifestyle. Do they have, you know, kids in academy or do they have kids care there? That's something that some academies do have, you know, how is the atmosphere? Is it like a kill or be killed thing there? You know, something to think about also, and a great way to find out if it is the right academy for you is you could either, you know, just sit down, watch them for a little bit and see what the classes are like. And you could also try a different, a couple different academies. There, I know here in Kitsap County where I live, now there are lots of jujitsu academies. When I first started my journey back in 2017, I think it was there was only two or three academies in all of Kitsap County. Now we have quite a few, I think there's probably about 10 here and none of them are anywhere close to my house. My current Academy is the one closest to my house. We don't have the best schedule for my lifestyle, but we, we make it work. And um, yeah, so I don't think if I were to go back today, I would probably still pick the current Academy that I have, but um, that, That is definitely the number one thing you should think about. All right. And tip number two, honestly, I think would make a bigger difference in my journey. That is don't worry about promotions. When we talked to Thomas Rosinski for the first time, uh, John and I back in 2018 or something like that, he was the first one that really kind of honed in the idea that promotions don't matter, belts don't matter. Before I thought they were such a huge aspect of jujitsu, and I still I still do think they're they're pretty important to people. I think they do make great goals as long as it's not solely what you're focusing on. And I do think that they are a way that your um, your professor does say thank you for all the hard work. I noticed that you're you're progressing, but I definitely feel like I focused a little bit too much on the belt when we first started. I was training as much as possible. I was trying to do as much as possible because I wanted my blue belt so bad. And honestly, now thinking about it, this I don't think it was necessarily a healthy relationship with, with jiu-jitsu because of that. John and I would talk about it, you know, that after we got our blue belts, we kind of um, took a step back from training as much because we felt like that... We have accomplished our goal, and so now, you know, we don't really need to be there as much. Blue belt's often called your longest belt, right, Uh, besides black and up. But, you know, you you often spend less time or the most time at blue belt, blue to purple. And so I kind of wonder if I were to go back and not train as much, would I be promoted as fast as I did with, with a more regular schedule, not training as much, or would I have progressed uh, less? You know, it's an interesting thing to think about. And I think because I did train so much when I first started that it kind of made me pressed the brakes a little too hard after I got my blue belt. And I think I probably could have progressed faster after getting my blue belt if I didn't train as much before getting my blue belt, if that makes sense. You know, um, I would really focus on learning and perfecting techniques uh, much more rather than the promotion as being the reason behind it. As a white belt, I definitely noticed now that my escapes, and it kind of laid the foundation for my jujitsu now, my escapes back in my white belt days weren't necessarily the best because, you know, I was focusing on other things way more than I was focusing on, you know, getting submitted and that's another tip later. Or honing the technique as much as possible. I definitely think that was a weakness of my white belt days. And once again, I feel like I was just trying to win as much as possible to prove that I was worthy of a blue belt. And you know, we we did test, I don't know how many of you guys have been around, you know, since John and I's white belt days in the podcast, but we did test for our blue belts, and that was an extremely difficult process. It was like an hour long of, you know, shark tank, and I really enjoyed learning or testing for my blue belt Back in my white belt days I watched a lot of Roy Dean and I thought, "Oh man, this is this is the way to do it." You know, everyone should be testing for their blue belt, their purple belt, whatever it is. Testing is the way to go. And now my idea of that is completely different. <laughs> but, you know, I would have trusted the process more and known that if I were to just focus more on the technique and just better myself in every aspect, I, the promotion would still come. It might it might have been faster. It might have been slower. It who who knows? But I definitely feel like because I didn't focus on things I probably should have on my white belt days. That now as a blue belt, there are some holes in my game that I think could have been solved in my white belt days. Like a couple of escapes. Um, I'm not necessarily good with people on my back, and that's. Because I usually don't let people get on my back. I was very aggressive as a white belt. I would always be attacking. I would always be pushing forward. I would always be the aggressor. You know what I mean? And now I would be, you know, not nearly as... Aggressive, but once people get my back, I'm like, man, I can't get these freaking people off of me, man. So, <laughs> you know, that's that's something that I kind of look back now and think, ah, oh, man, maybe if I would have not have uh, focused so much on promotions, you know, maybe maybe my game would be a little bit different. And like I mentioned, Thomas Rosinski, when he he told us, you know, what is what is a belt? You know, it's a colored cloth, you know, that takes up two inches of your waist. It doesn't it doesn't matter it doesn't, it doesn't stop you from learning. It doesn't stop you from progressing. Um, you know, some academies do, you know, you can only learn this move at X belt and up, but that's only at your academy. Even if your academy does that, you can still outside of your class time, go learn things, study tape, you know, all these, all these ideas of, um, that aren't taught because of your belt color. You could still learn them, especially nowadays with the internet. Man, there are there are so many resources out there. You you can't even you can't even like go anywhere on Instagram without freaking seeing techniques and tips and tricks and and you know, you get so inundated with information and seeing people, you know, obviously, and the same thing with promotions. People always post their highlight reels on Instagram where they are Getting promoted, submitting someone—not um, everyone, but a majority of people do—and so that's a that's another thing It's like you're like, oh man, this guy just got promoted, and and I gotta I gotta get my promotion now, you know, promotion, promotion, promotion. But don't don't focus on that on your journey. Focus on your technique, and focus on you. And these, you know, we'll go deeper into a little couple of subtopics uh, between that. You know, just remember that promotions are a symbol of progression, and they are not the ultimate goal of your jiu-jitsu journey. Your ultimate goal of jiu-jitsu should be longevity. It should be getting better every class. It should be having fun, finding a community. It should be all these things. Those are much more important than what belt you tie around your waist, so just keep that in mind. And once again, to kind of tie into not focusing on promotion, like I mentioned, I my escapes kind of sucked because i didn't want to get submitted and so tip number 3 is get submitted a lot you know it's something i definitely would have changed about my jiu-jitsu journey especially with other white belts i didn't i feel like i didn't put myself in enough compromising positions and i'm paying for it now you know my jiu-jitsu like i mentioned doesn't have the best escapes and defenses in some positions and that's because during my white belt days when i first started i just would avoid them and i was like aggressive go 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 i gotta i gotta submit these people i gotta be the aggressor you know and i definitely did not get submitted nearly as much as i probably should have i mean with higher belts you know i i did but with other white belts you know i felt like i had to dominate and i didn't get submitted enough you know embrace you gotta embrace. The learning process, getting submitted, is just a part of that in your jujitsu journey. Don't frown upon getting submitted. You know, there's there's the best people in the world get submitted. There was a video of Gordon Ryan, probably a couple months ago, where he was in class and I think he was training in the gi and like a brown belt submitted him. You know, in class now would that brown belt submit him in competition probably not you know but in in the lab you know in in the dojo in the academy in class these are places where you should be learning and you should be getting submitted because it's it's only it's only going to make you better as long as you take it as a learning experience and you don't take it as like a hit to your ego because it 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 all it all helps you improve you know, a submission is just a learning opportunity. If you get submitted by someone after the role, be like, "Hey, how did you get there? How did I get submitted?" Um, analyze what went wrong, and you know, take it as like a point of improvement on your on your defense. You know, take these these things as, man, okay, I put myself. I like now, I still don't do it, and I probably should, to be honest with you. But now you could be like, okay he was on my back. How did he get there? He submitted me. How do I stop that? That's that's so much value if you can do the kind of the retrospective look at your jujitsu journey and see uh, why these things happen. But if you never get submitted, then you never are going to grow as much as you could being vulnerable is extremely important in jiu-jitsu you have to be able to be vulnerable being submitted and putting yourself in these compromising positions is the ultimate vulnerability because you're allowing someone to you know basically put you in these these, I guess you could say, like a fight for your life. We always talk about jujitsu is like a fight for your life, but you shouldn't look at jujitsu as a fight. You should look at it as a learning opportunity, like I mentioned. But you know, you're you're basically allowing this person to be like, oh man, I would kill you right now. I got you so deep in that choke. And it's like, well, yeah, because I let you get there because I'm trying to learn how to get out of it. You know, so just. Just be okay with that. Don't let being submitted it be a hit to your ego. I promise you, it's not. You're gonna get better because of it. Don't di- get discouraged. Every submission is a chance to learn and grow in your jujitsu journey, and you should totally look at it that way. Otherwise, you're gonna you're gonna never get submitted. You're gonna be like me, an old crusty blue belt who can't get people off their back because I never let people get on my back when I was a freaking white belt and now I have a hard time of getting people off my back and it is a huge sore point in my jiu-jitsu and I need to be better at it I need to do it now so listen to me if you're starting jiu-jitsu or you just started find out what you suck at go there a lot get submitted I promise you it's okay you're not gonna get hurt you're not gonna die well you know if if they don't let go of this mission, that's that's a different story. No, nope, no. Nope. <laughs> so just just think about it that way, and it's 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 gonna be an eye opener for you. Uh, number four is gonna be enjoy your journey. Man, you have to enjoy the process. Don't don't come to class and solely focus on the right now like you should be obviously because that's if you're not focusing on the right now then you're going to get submitted in class right you want to focus on what's going on at hand but i'm thinking i'm talking about more of like the macro sense so what i'm talking about is don't don't come to class focus on what happened in class and then leave being discouraged because of what exactly happened in the class. Jiu-jitsu is a lifelong journey, you know, one of your goals in jiu-jitsu should be to train for as long as possible because then, you know, you're constantly going to get better. I mean, there's just so much good that comes from training in jiu-jitsu, you know, and it's if you don't enjoy the the process, if you don't enjoy the journey, it's going to be a whole lot harder to want to show up to class. This, we always talk about blue belt blues if you know and this is you know this is why john decided to you know end his journey in jiu jitsu because he didn't enjoy the journey anymore he didn't enjoy the process you know he wasn't in love with it anymore and if you go to class and you get heavily discouraged every class because you didn't get promoted or you got submitted too many times like you got to understand that's all, that's all part of what what goes on in jiu-jitsu you know focus on the present moment and enjoy the process of learning but don't focus on the moment and think that what's happening right now is the end all be all for the rest of your journey if you look at it like that then you're not you're not going to stay in jiu-jitsu very long you know, if you go to every class and as, as a white belt, you're like, man, I just keep getting submitted all the freaking time. I get keep getting submitted all the freaking time. These guys are kicking my butts, you know, this and that. Then, you know, you're going to get discouraged a whole lot faster. You're going to not want to keep showing up. You're going to, you know, have these negative connotations with going to class rather than just understand, like, we were all there. We've all been there. Even the best people in the world were the nail sometimes now there still are the nail but not as frequent as they are the hammer so those that's that's an important thing to think about because you you can't you can't focus on the now in the in a sense of you know man i'm just not progressing at all I'm just, you know, so and so over there is doing so much better than me. Oh, they got promoted. They got a stripe. You know, these every everyone's process is at their own pace. You know, you you got to just you got to just focus on your own journey. You can't you can't look at like I mentioned earlier, you can't look at Instagram and think to my think to yourself, "Oh man, I used to train with that person, they got promoted, I should be promoted. I used to submit them all the time. How come they got promoted? You don't know their you don't know what's going on in their journey, you know. You have to just focus on your journey, enjoy the journey, man. I I definitely think I like I mentioned once again before that because I trained so much when I was a white belt trying to get my blue belt that once I got my blue belt, it wasn't the same anymore. Like my, my journey wasn't the same anymore because I got that belt. That's what I wanted. And once I got it, that was like, okay, so why do I keep training right now? Well, I keep training because I want to, I want to get better at jujitsu. I keep training because I want to progress, but I definitely wasn't enjoying the journey as much as I probably should have for, you know, for longevity purposes. And now I if I get to train twice a week, I'm super stoked, you know. It's it's life is completely different. You know, we go through these seasons in our lives that change things, and even for me it can be discouraging when I can't train for 2 weeks. Because you know, sometimes I'll think about what it was like training back in my white belt days when I could dedicate more time to it, but my life's not the same as it was when I first started, and I'm okay with that, I wouldn't have it any other way, you know. And if you're a white belt and you're going through a different season in life that changes your journey, you should still appreciate when you do get to train. Cody, one of my best friends, Cody Smith, um, you know, owner of Virtuous, he talks about you should change this mindset of I have to as to I get to. So not that I have to go to class tonight to train, but I get to go train tonight. Not that I have to do two times a week in order to progress. I get to train two times a week in order to progress. If you start being more, what's the word I'm looking for, aware of your mindset during your journey, it's going to be a whole lot easier for you to accept the hard with the good. You know, it's, it's so easy to enjoy your journey when everything's going up. Right, It's so easy to enjoy your journey when you're submitting people, when you're getting promoted, when you're going to class three, four times a week. It's super easy to enjoy your journey. But you should keep that, that feeling even when you have an injury and you can't train as much or you have to take some time off because of family issues or you can't make it to class because you had to work late at, at work and still appreciate that. Oh man, I could still go train later this week, or I, I, I still can, and I get to train next week, or whenever you do get to. You have to look at your journey that way, and it will help you in the long run for training with longevity. You know, and having that mindset at day one will. I'm. I mean, honestly, it's. <laughs> It, there's no way it's not gonna help you if you're always appreciative of being able to make it to class, however little you do get to go. That's that's you know that's that's what's most important. So, uh, with that, I'm gonna go with number five as being, uh, and I'll throw an extra one in there. I'll I'll throw a sixth one in there. But number five is you know. If you can be consistent as possible, you know consistency is key. Once again, Thomas Rosinski talked about this. Man, he's like such a knowledgeable guy. Shout out to Thomas for for giving me so much knowledge and changing the way I look at at my jujitsu journey. Because honestly, it's it's a it's helped me out so much. Just just thinking of it, uh, thinking of it that way. But you know, being being consistent is super important because that's how you get better. The The more often you show up consistently, you'll build that muscle memory, you'll understand these positions, because, man, there's like, when you first start, there's just so much knowledge, so much knowledge when it comes to jiu You know, it's, it's even hard to ask questions when you first start, because you just don't know what you don't know. You know, we... Quick, quick story about about that. When I used to work for a private engineering firm, this this plays into my into jujitsu. I promise. I used to work for a private engineering firm, and I had to fly to Mississippi to help out with Mississippi's. Department of Transportation. They have a bunch of they had a bunch of wood bridges that they needed to assess if the wood columns that were supporting the bridges were were still good or not. Right, it's just like a routine maintenance thing. So they hired my engineering firm that I worked at. We flew down to Mississippi and we started building drilling one sixteenth holes into it. So it's like a a, a a hammer or a nail. Sorry, we're like uh, the size of a nail in there, right? With like a I don't know a foot long drill bit. And the reason we did that is because we wanted to see if the inside of the the timber was, you know, like rotting or anything not, right? So we would drill and we would feel the how the wood felt drilling through, right? If it felt solid, if there was any points of when it like plunged, right? Like the wood was decaying. Anyways, so the first time that uh, we have like a team meeting, the head engineer is like, "Okay, everyone, I want you to drill into this this pillar right here and let me know what it feels like. And so I was like, all right, comes my turn. I start drilling it and I'm like, um, I don't, I don't know. Like in my head, I'm thinking, I don't know what this feels like. Cause this is literally the first time I've ever done this. And the engineer's like, all right, Travis, what, what did it feel like? Is there any rotten in there or anything like that? And I was like, to tell you the truth, I don't know. And he's like, what do you mean you don't know? You just drilled it. I was like, well, I don't know what good a good one feels like, and I don't know what a bad one feels like. I need I need more of a base to understand what, what's going on here. You know, if I could get three or four good ones, and someone tells me these are good, this is like a control, then I can be able to assess what's not good. So it's all that to say, in jiu-jitsu, if... You just start, and someone says, you know, your professor's like, hey, do you have any questions about these, I the Komora? Um, what, what is the hard part that you're having with the Komora? You know, at first, you're not going to have any base of knowledge. You're not even going to understand fully what he's talking about, and... With consistency, tying this back to consistency, the more you show up, the more reps you get in, the more pillars I I drilled, you know, the the more of, oh, this was a good rep, this was a bad rep. You you start building that knowledge of jiu-jitsu and you start understanding what's, what's going on and how you can improve and what's working for you, what's not working for you. But if you never show up to jiu-jitsu or you show up like, I don't know, I mean, once a week is really hard to progress at jiu-jitsu. Most of the time you should be coming two to three times a week if you can. Even for my journey, if I show up once a week, I'm grateful that I did get to show up, but I really wish I could do twice, you know, three times a week. But being consistent is the key. Consistency over a long period of time also. You know, if you look at someone that showed up, you know, five days a week for two or three months and then they take two or three months off, you know, then you have someone that showed up twice a week for... The six months, while the other person took those three months off, then who do you think is going to progress? Who do you think at the end of those six months is going to have uh, improved the most? Now, I mean, once again, that's relative on each person and their journey, but you know, I I would venture to say that the person that was consistently for the entire six months there, two weeks or two times a week, would probably be progressing further than the guy that showed up for the first half five times a week you know what i mean so think of your journey that way you're you you want for a you want consistency on a longer period of time you know not just these you know i showed up 20 times a quarter it's like yeah but how many times did you could you have shown up that entire year you know, so consistency is key. That's how you're going to progress. You know, if you're, if you never get to to roll with someone because you're never there, then you can't put these techniques in theories and ideas that you learn in class into, into action, right? And so next time you come to class, whenever that is, you have, you have that, like, I'm sure you guys have all felt it too. You know, you take a break because of an injury or whatever, excuse me. And then you come back and you have like a solid week of <laughs> or at least two or three classes of trying to remember how things go. You know, you, you have that muscle memory there, but you got to – you're like – how do I finish an arm triangle again? How how do I escape out of mount? How do I do a front roll? How do I do a break fall? You know these like these like little things. You may you may turn the wrong way on uh, a move. You may grip the wrong spot on a toriando pass because it's been like two or three weeks or months because you've been injured or you haven't been able to train or whatever. Right. So these like little small details might might take a while for them to come back. Like you still have a like a, a gist of what you're doing. Right. You're still. Pretty knowledgeable, but you're there's little things out there that might might have an issue of trying to remember and, and get better at. So just think about that. Consistency is key. Being consistent over a longer period of time versus a short period of time is going to help you improve much quicker and consistently uh, by doing that. So just keep that in mind. Uh, and then you know what the the bonus one is is something that I've been doing a lot more and I kind of been doing it since. So the bonus tip and I think is extremely underrated and I still, I've been doing it basically since I started jujitsu and I absolutely love it, especially with all the resources that we have now is film your roles. Look, filming your roles is great. When, John and I first started training, and we first started filming our our roles together. He realized, like, oh man, I thought I was moving quite a bit, but come to find out, I wasn't. Sorry, that's my kid in the background. If you guys hear in the background, we're potty training him. Like I said at the beginning of the episode, and so he's he's uh getting buck wild out there with my wife. So, uh, but this is gonna be the last one, so I'll be able to go help her out. But anyways, <laughs> so film your roles. You know, that's gonna be the one of the quickest ways for you to realize what you're doing versus what you think you're doing, right? Um, also, what a great part about that is there are a lot of resources like BJJ Mental Models has the premium that, you know, you can submit your rolling footage and your tournament footage to them for review to find out what you did wrong and how you can improve. You know, there's lots of people uh, on the internet that will review uh, rolling footage for you to, you know, help you out. Not only that, but I had someone that told me one time, I forgot who it was, but they're like, ah, oh, you know, telling white belts to watch their footage or film their roles isn't necessarily good because they're not, they don't know what they don't know. And I agree, right? You're not going to know why you got submitted most of the time when you first start. But the beautiful part about having your, your, your rolling and your training filmed is you can review it later and you could like play by play it. Like, okay, uh, this I was going for this, he did this, I guess that's what I did wrong. Um, and then you can, you know, take it back to class and take it back to the lab and figure out, like, oh, man, I did this last time, I'm going to try not to do that next time and see if that is what improves. So you don't have to have all the knowledge in the world to just... You know, when you get submitted in the video, rewind it slowly, watch what happens, how he set it up and see, or they set it up and see, you know, like, oh, could it have been this, you know, kind of like... like. (laughs) brainstorm it put it you you got like what is it the it's always sunny in Philadelphia you got like the wall of you know lines drawn together on why things are working or why things are happening and whatnot so you could do that with your 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 video so stupid but you know you could do that with your video whether you are a white belt or blue belt or whatever it is you know um you know, filming your roles is a, a great way to like document your journey too. Um, as you progress through your your uh, jujitsu journey, you're able to look back at your videos and um, just kind of like see how far you've come. You know, we we often get gets discouraged during the times that were you know nails in, in the hammer and nail analogy. And we can forget how far we have come in our journey, and we can easily forget how bad we were or what the hardships that we had when we first started. And if you have a documented journey, right, of your jujitsu journey, then it's a whole lot easier to look back and be like, oh, man, yeah, I I did get submitted by that arm bar today, but... But, you know, looking at my defense, it was pretty solid. He just, you know, today they were just better than me. Now let's look at the old video of me getting submitted by an armbar. There was no defense. There was nothing. It was me just getting my butt kicked, you know. So, <laughs> so film film your roles. You could do it with just your your cell phone, right? You could just do it with your cell phone. You don't need a fancy camera. You don't need... What you know, Jordan Pressinger, Jordan teaches Jiu-Jitsu Use you don't need all this fancy stuff. Uh, my buddy Keegan has a beautiful Sony camera, and he uses his phone in class to to film the rolls. You know, this thing is powerful. Like I have the this is the Google Pixel Seven. It does 4K 60 with active stabilization. If you know what that means, that means if I shake my camera stays still, so it doesn't it doesn't uh. You know the video doesn't shake, so it's easier to watch later. That's that's a powerful tool. You know what I mean? And there's like cloud. You know, like this camera. If I use this camera, I have to have a big memory card if, if I want to film a lot of rolls. With this thing, I got I got cloud on it. I got you know one terabyte of of memory on this, and you know. So don't don't think that you need some fancy camera or a <laughs> GoPro or something like that in order to film your rolls. No, use your phone. There's also in in. When we were Cody and I used to weightlift back in the day, and we would you know film our lifts, our snatch and cleaner and jerks, squats, and everything like that, so we could one post on the gram, of course, and then two rewatch a technique to see what we did wrong. If I missed a snatch, like okay, was the bar too far forward? Did I send my my hips forward or did I send them up? How was my triple extension? Blah blah blah. Right, so. What we would do is we didn't... Back in the day, we didn't have fancy tripods and, and stuff like that. What we did... I'm going to... Hold on a second. If you, guys are, if you guys are watching this uh, on YouTube, then you're going to be able to see this. That is Velcro from my bike shoes, from my Peloton. But what would we do... Here we go. You ready for this? We call this the shoe cam, and I'll probably make a YouTube video about it. But the shoe cam, if you're watching this, you'll be able to see that... All it is is just my camera is in my shoe and it's tightened to where it holds my camera up a shoe cam that's all you need you don't need anything super fancy you got you got a pair of shoes that you wore to class Put the shoe next to where you are on the mat. Stick the camera in vertically or horizontally, however you want to do it, and then you can film yourself. So filming your roles is an additional way to just, you know, share it with your coach, uh, share it with other people, and it provides amazing uh, feedback for improvement. You know, if you're after class, if you're like, hey, coach, professor, Steve, Dan, whatever you call them, if you're like, hey, I was rolling with so-and-so, They got me in this position. Here it is on my phone. Can you tell me what went wrong? And most likely, unless you go to an academy with a dickhead professor, which some of you guys do, (laughs) uh, he's most likely going to look at it and say, oh, it's because you did X, Y, and Z. Now, because he saw exactly that, you know exactly what went wrong. Now, imagine telling your professor... Hey, I was in this position. I got submitted from this, right? There's a lot of nuance when it comes to jujitsu, and not. And he could be like, or they could be like, yeah. Uh, I mean, you could have done this, or you could have done that. You know, he they have to kind of give a generalized answer. But when you have the actual footage of it, you get what I'm saying. They can see exactly what went wrong. They can give you the exact advice or tip that you might need for that thing. So film your rolls. Stick a camera in a shoe. Don't make it complicated. Don't worry about what goes on on Instagram. Your camera on your phone. I don't even care if you have like an Apple or an iPhone Seven or a Samsung Galaxy S Ten or whatever. You you got 1080p. It, it's pretty freaking good. You don't need any super crazy. So, but that's gonna that's gonna be it for me uh, today. Um, just you know, just just focus on these five six things when you when you guys are done. Honestly, if I if I was like I said, if I was starting Jiu-Jitsu in 2023 and me now would talk to fresh white belt Travis, I would tell them all these things. Now, would fresh white belt Travis listen? Probably not, because fresh white belt Travis was cocky, young, I think I was like 25, 26 years old, uh, in shape, you know. And I thought I could just muscle through everything, but it wouldn't. It wouldn't hurt to tell you know me back then <laughs> what 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 to do to help out. So so with you know with consistent training and dedication, you your progress in jujitsu, uh, your confidence, your achi- your goals that you want to achieve, you know you you can accomplish it all. You know just just think about it. Hopefully this these tips help you out let me know down if you're listening on spotify you can comment down below what what tips would you add to this list uh hit me up on instagram you know comment down on youtube whatever it is you know just just let me know what you guys think uh i appreciate all your time also go real quick some housekeeping stuff i always forget to do this i I need to write a list down again join the facebook group l bros over on facebook uh thank you guys so much the guys that are there in two weeks we have like 30 over 30 members we're super active if you guys are there then you get insight on what's coming up with the podcast like the whole new logo and branding the people in the facebook group got to check that out first so make sure you guys go find l bros uh it's going to be linked down in the description also and thank you guys so much for everything elbows tight.com elbows tight everywhere and yeah thanks guys let me know what you guys think we'll catch you later i